Welcome to 2018, fuckers. Get the fuck out. I'm uh, done. I can't even believe I remembered to call that out, to be honest. Yeah, I honestly forgot, even though I was making all those stupid jokes the last podcast. Did you know that I snapped up in the middle of the night the other night because I remembered that we didn't even do the 12 days of Christmas in our Christmas episode? Oh my god. Yeah. I'm sorry. On the first day of Christmas. No. <laughs> Um, so anyway, this is Coffee with Rachel. I'm Rachel. I'm Chris, and uh, we're lying because we're not having coffee. Yeah, I'm having some tea because, <sighs> I don't know. I swear to God, if I'm getting sick again, which literally, I'm doing nothing to deserve this. Yeah, I'm not even you're doing You're just it. trying to live your best life over here, and uh, sickness keeps coming your My way. My tonsils are like, they do this thing sometimes in winter when the, you know, the rain hits the wind. And uh, one of them gets a little bit chunky, big, if you will. And I get it. You all are like, get them taken out, which like I probably should have years ago, but I just haven't. You just didn't. Is that a surgery that you have to be asleep for? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. I've never been put asleep in yeah. a uh, situation. That's why the wisdom teeth are still giving me <laughs> nice wisdom and headaches um but actually they have not been bothering me can you believe that knock on wood please i think they finally were just like you know what let's let a bitch live chill here we're gonna be good i'm just like not all about this whole like ripping them out of your fucking face just because the dentists decided that we don't need these teeth anymore yeah honestly (laughs) this is this is me getting like uh, any orthodontist listening to this podcast just (laughs) quivered this is me getting conspiracy theorized or whatever, but I think a lot of wisdom teeth removals are just money. for money. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, mine needed to come out because... Mine are not doing any weird, like, sideways, cha-cha yeah, real slow yeah. situations, you know? Get out. I know. <laughs> Slide to the lip. They're not doing that, so I think I'm okay, you know? So, uh, yeah, we got tea. It's a uh, Starbucks Mint Majesty. mm Yes. Yes. <laughs> the tea that has revived me many a time in my life. I'm also having the tea as well. Apparently, you can go to Starbucks and get this thing called a medicine ball, which is like a blend of different teas, and then they add like honey and like other shit to it, and it's supposed to cure you of all ailments. I have not tried this, and I also never made one when I was working there. But I don't know. I guess it's not vegan because of the honey, but I'm uh, I'm still eating yeah. local honey. I don't give a shit. That's like the one thing that I do that I'm like, I don't understand why we're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I thought it was good for the bees. Don't eat the honey like in the plastic bear at Well, QFC, that's literally fucking corn syrup. It's not even But they like, died. Yeah, it's not even honey. It's like the... Support the local beekeepers, y'all. The honey and also syrup is literally just corn syrup that's dyed brown is that true yeah like if you look at like we've got like real maple syrup that is actually just syrup and then pure. yeah it says pure on it. you have to get that otherwise it is just corn syrup but the thing with real maple syrup is that it's liquidier than just corn syrup she runny so like if you're going for that true classic i'm eating a terrible breakfast and i want that full gelatinous kind of gelatinous you know, sauce, then I'm here. Sauce! <laughs> Who's ever referred to syrup as a sauce? Listen, I think maple syrup, I mean, it is, is it a sauce? It is a sauce, it but it's just sauce. so wrong to say that. You think of a sauce. What is in Mrs. Butterworth's? It's fucking corn syrup. But what gives it that buttery flavor? Is that know. fake butter? Whatever it, Regal does. It's fucking just all in our minds that it tastes buttery. What was your favorite syrup growing up? This is like so oh, not important I, to I talk about. I, 
It was. Were you a Butterworth whatever, or Aunt Jemima? Whatever fucking off-brand the store had. That's uh, mine. <laughs> see, we were a Butterworth household. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't fancy enough for that. I just had like giant brand fucking okay. syrup. Okay, you were just fucking a giant. Yeah, so I've done um, that. I have a tea fact. Oh, you've got the tea on tea, if you will. Honestly, I might start, you know, putting some of these in here because just I'm running out of... Just put any beverage, juice. I'm running out of coffee facts, and there's a lot of tea facts that I have not, you know, dabbled into. Would any of you guys be pissed? I doubt it. I think so. I think that's, like, the reason why everybody comes to the show that's is for I'm that saying. one fact, and so they're going to be mad. Okay, the fact is that tea bags were invented in 1908 in the United States by Thomas Sullivan. He created small silk bags to give samples of tea to his customers. Some of them thought the bags were supposed to be put directly in the teapot like a metal infuser rather than emptied out. Thus, the tea bag was created by accident. I love things that were created by accident. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Great. Wow. Is that your favorite method of tea? What, the bag? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking... Le- I know, honestly, it's more waste, but it's less messy. I wonder if they're compostable. I do not know. I could look it up. It depends on the bag, probably. The probably. sachet, if you will. I guarantee you that... Uh, oh, what's that fucking grocery store brand of tea bags uh, that we have? Oh, Celestial? Yeah, I bet you they're not fucking compost. I don't know. They're, like, papery. True. Whatever. Who knows? I like our little teapot that has like the diffuser um, in the middle of it. Yeah, but we, we just never use it. Yeah, that's yeah. like when we want to have a lot. And also we don't have a lot of loose leaf tea, although we could just rip open bags. Oh my God. Wow. Nature's loose. Or literally you just stuff bags inside of that little area. It's not like it's not going to steep still. Mm. It's deep. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, now that we've we've talked about that. Well, um, yeah, we're on day three of 2018, and it's already fucked. It's a wild ride. Now, here's where here's where my ma- mind my my, my mind. mind here's where I'm at. So, 2017 was a shitty dumpster fire. Whatever the internet has said, year for everything other than my own personal life. Yes. So I have to like separate the two. Like I I'm that person that I feel like you can genuinely like have a good year in your personal life while also being aware of like all of the crap that's going on in the world that like, doesn't. Well, some of it does affect you obviously, but some of it doesn't, and some of it's just. I know that like it's all happening in. Some like every time we finish a year, we're like, "Oh, it's fucking terrible." Because like I remember 2016, we're like, "Oh my god, 2016! That was literally the worst year." And then like we were making jokes about how we wanted to go back to 2016 and 2017 at the beginning. And so I don't I'm sure go back to 2016. 2016 was like a step up from 2015, which we all know is our darkest. I moments. was gonna say like 2015 was definitely a bad year for us, but I don't remember it being like and overly bad year world wise but i don't know i don't remember i, Honestly, I blocked it, out a lot of that it's year. too fucking far into the past at this point like, <laughs> two years ago um but honestly, like, this was, like, the first year that I was not, like, oh, get me out of fucking 2017. I was not feeling that at all. Like, yeah. for my personal life. For personal life, And yeah. so here's how I'm feeling about 2018. I feel like it's going to be a shit show politically. It's going to be a shit show worldwide. But in my personal life, I feel like I'm feeling that it's going to be as I good th- as 2017, if not better. We're at that point where we're kind of, like ramping up from what i would call like the post-college slump which is like where you're like trying to like get your life 
together essentially in such a weird spot you're like hey my student loans are kicking in that i have to pay them back but also i only have like an unpaid internship like what the hell is happening so like you get a couple years after college to like kind of get yourself though a lot of people right now because they're all like turning 26 because we're gonna be 26 this year yeah they're all gonna be dealing with like having to get their own health care which like i've been dealing with since i was 22 because my parents cut me off real quick yeah so like I feel like that's another yeah, that's another level anyway. of like yeah. weirdness that you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. But on the other side, being 25, we we can rent cars at least in the United States. And I don't know. That's been something that's really changed my life. Has it really? <laughs> I don't know. It's been Can't nice. really. <laughs> yeah, I know. It does make life a lot. It easier. It makes things easier when we're going traveling. Yeah, and we're yeah, like, yeah. hey, how much money do we have to budget for Uber? I know, because like in New York. Because I'm pretty sure we talked about that, that we're going to New York. Yeah, yeah, that was in the Christmas episode. So, like, at first we were like, oh, well, we're going to be staying in, like, Steph's place. And we're going to be, like, you know, in Manhattan. So we're not going to really need a fucking car. But it was cheaper to have the rental car for the whole trip rather yeah. than just, like, doing it halfway because of, like, where you have to drop it off and shit. And so we're going to have a car the whole time, and honestly. I love it. Uber is so expensive out there. I'm I'm okay with that. And completely. I'm totally fine driving in New York City traffic. Um, I think we should avoid using it the entire time we're staying with Steph. To be oh, yeah. Honest. I mean, I'm literally just going to Steph's and then it's going to be parked for days. Yeah, yeah, I think it should be. Also, Connor, if you're listening, hey. How hey, are your, hey, how are your How's your curly hair and your eyebrows doing today, boy? <laughs> um, Connor is Steph's boyfriend and I would say arguably our biggest podcast fan. Absolutely. So when we meet him in person and we bring our microphone and we record a little sound bite for all of you <laughs> do you think he'll cry i think that would be a highlight of that day we can only hope yeah um so i'm very i'm very excited january is shaping up to be pretty good for us honestly i just thought of like something we didn't talk about with this whole new york thing that we're doing is that i discovered that in between us leaving new york oh and us going to like megan and your family that there's a Wawa in between, guys. There is a fucking Wawa. Now, here's where I'm nervous. Yes. So, we're visiting my Jewish family that I haven't seen in, like, 15 years. And I'm incredibly nervous. And I know I'm going to be an emotional mess. Because it's very important to me. It's a very, like, huge thing that I'm doing. Which, like, if you've listened to this show for a while, you'll kind of understand why. And also, like, it's just a lot to explain. But yeah. can I eat? a huge-ass hoagie on the way to such an important moment. Um, Will I have an appetite? Well, the thing is is that they don't have gluten-free bread. I looked it up on their menu. I don't give a shit. I'll die. I don't care. (laughs) I would gladly die. If my last meal on this godforsaken earth was a non-vegan, like whatever I used to fucking get at Wawa, and I explode into a million pieces of my colon just leaving me, I'll be fine. I agree with that statement. I might fuck it up. Like, I might take a lactate and try. Honestly, Ashley and Mal were kind of, you know, questioning how much Wawa really is. Mal was like, isn't that a gas station? And I was like, I have never felt so hurt and betrayed. If you guys are listening, kind of hurt about it, Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still If I could ship you guys when we go there, if I could ship out a sandwich... Like a fresh one. Yeah. She's hot off the touch screen. <laughs> That's half the fun is you go to Wawa, you get like 18 billion coffee options, and then you, 
boop 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 on the touch screen and I boy, feel so we haven't really gushed about Wawa in a while. Oh, and I like, can't wait wow. to gush. Just picture the snaps that I'm gonna make. Oh my god, we're we gonna be there for Wawa. like a half hour just taking photos, like commemorating been, it. Okay, so it's been like over three years since you went to Wawa, right? Yeah, yeah. And for me, I went in 2015. We have already two times planned, like when we're going. Like out when we're to, going. When we're leaving New York City and then when we're coming back in to like go back to the airport, we're stopping twice at least. Oh, absolutely. Can I fit a hoagie in my carry-on? <laughs> and the hummus plate. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Oh, and one of those crusty soft pretzels. A fucking soft pretzel? They don't have those here. Yeah, All honestly, they have the here fuck? is Annie Ann's, those buttery fuckers. Yeah. Don't you hate an Annie Ann's pretzel when you compare it to a Philadelphia-style pretzel? Well, when you compare it to that, yeah, I still like an Annie Ann's. But Just like... slather me in mustard and call me Susan, honestly, because that's that's the PA vibes right there. Absolutely. That's why I want to have Connor on the show. I just want to talk about all of the hellscape that is Pennsylvania, because he's from <laughs> Pennsylvania. He is a reformed Pennsylvanian living in New York, which I feel like most Pennsylvanians eventually leave, so yes. I understand. <laughs> Um, but yeah. So yeah, 2018. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the first two days that have happened already, and oh, then boy. we will get into you know kind of where we're looking towards in the future. So day one, Logan Paul. Oh my God. He really kicked off the new year, and it it's literally going to be like I'm thinking of how like a few weeks ago we were like. Oh, you guys remember when the Holly Weed sign was this year, the beginning of this year? That's what we're going to be like in December because it's going to be yeah. such a fucking roller coaster. We're going to be like, huh, remember, remember when the time? Logan Paul literally filmed a dead body that I <sighs> just, I can't even get into all of it. I mean, I can. But That's going to be us at the end of this fucking year. It's going to be too much. I would highly recommend watching Katie Morton on YouTube. She is a therapist who makes amazing mental health content and her reaction video to it and what she said about youtube as a whole and what he did i think was the best response that i saw and i think the most thoughtful and the most i don't know i just like that response video so i would highly recommend checking out her channel in general it's a great resource yeah yeah, absolutely um so what happened so logan paul resident fucker on the goddamn youtube place okay took over our fucking channels i don't know i still just genuinely cannot believe that these two fucking idiots have so much popularity i just can't get over it but whatever that's that's neither here or there i can't even talk um so he goes to japan and in what they call i don't know the the japanese name for it. i'm not gonna butcher it but it's called like i guess people call it the suicide forest so obviously trigger warning we're going to be talking about suicide for a second here um and so if you don't know anything about japan like the stigma around mental health is like pretty bad so like it's a thing where people you know don't feel like comfortable getting help and, and also, so the suicide rate is really high there that's compounded with the work culture in the yeah. country which you know, some people are pushed to like hundred plus hour work weeks every week. There's people sleeping in the streets because they are so tired they can't even get home. And it's just super insensitive to go to another country and then exploit something like that. Like I've seen people like vlog in like sacred temples in other countries and I'm just like there are certain places oh my god, the people that vlog at like Auschwitz and shit. It's like there's a time and a place to have your camera out and there are definitely 
times where it should not be happening and this is exactly one of those times it's like why aren't first of all apparently it's not like it's like a tourist attraction you know what i mean it's a very upsetting thing that this place is a place that people go to that's not like it's known for that like entirely like it's also another place you know what i mean so it's just like it's just fucked up and also it was like a holy day for japan that day that this was all happening and so he's vlogging and it's like what do you expect to get on camera like that's why all the people that are like he's looking for ghosts okay yeah first of all how insensitive is that already yeah like people that are like oh he made a mistake he didn't know what he was doing you don't know how you're gonna react in the moment okay it takes a certain type of person to think hmm great idea for a vlog let's go to a place where a lot of people have committed suicide and try to find something there yeah whether it's a ghost or a person like if you just fucked up want to say like okay you don't know how you're going to react okay well if you take that then how about when you see that footage when you're importing it when you're editing it when you're doing all this stuff making the thumbnail like, posting it on social media absolutely knew what was going on there he was using it for clickbait for views absolutely like i'm there's no other way that there's no other intention there's no way that this was meant in any sort of educational or like shining a spotlight on this no he was like it's for mental health awareness um there are absolutely so many other ways if it was for mental health awareness have i seen logan paul fucking speak out on mental health awareness month you know what I mean? Or like share with that video, sharing hotlines and resources and things like that. Absolutely not. No. There's nothing. And not to mention how awful it is for that person and their entire family and loved ones. Yes. Like it is just the most fucked up thing that you can do. Like I remember I took this ethics in journalism class when I was in college. And I remember one of the things that we discussed was the falling man photo, the iconic photo of the guy that is falling out of one of the towers on 9-11. And that photograph, now it's like very hard to be able to identify this man or whatever. And like, there's been all kinds of like debates on whether or not it was ethical for, I think it was like the New York Times that posted it like the full Yeah, it's a very powerful image. It's very disturbing. the, the conversations that we got into in that class, because it was kind of like a debate class, and it was a very interesting class. I still, like, credit it as one of my most fascinating college courses I ever took. Yes. And I remember it's, like, half the class was just, like, oh, you know, like, this is just showing, like, what really happened, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, of course, like, they're going to make an image about this, and blah, blah, blah. And then the other half is, like, well, like, this person is a real person. You're, you're seeing an awful moment of their life. They have a family. Who knows if they have children? like siblings significant other like that might see this image and might recognize him even though it was pretty like hard to be able to recognize but like still it's just like the idea that like you're seeing someone die and they're exploiting it for like paper sales and everything like that so and it just reminds me of that I saw someone tweet, they were like, Logan Paul would have made a sick 9-11 vlog, which is like, honestly, the realest thing I've ever fucking seen in my entire Absolutely. life. Because I know down my mind that he would have fucking done something super exploitative, but He would have been like, yo, fucking so Maverick while he's like watching the tower fall. Like, he literally would have exactly. done something like that. Like, know? I just... America's it's, gonna dab on these terrorists or something. Like, I can only imagine what he would have said. The Paul brothers are fucking disgusting. Just I wish that trash. they would be off of YouTube. I wish YouTube would actually fucking do something instead of just taking down all the LGBT content on there. Why don't they actually oh do something God. about these two fuck asses? Because now, you're gonna tell me that YouTube has nothing to do with, like, what trends and that it's all up to some mysterious robot hitting a fucking keyboard algorithm situation? I doubt that. Like, it trended and then someone also re-uploaded the video because Logan took it down himself. YouTube didn't even 
even take it down. That's disgusting. Honestly, so that's there's that's terrible. the first part, and you know it got reported. You can fucking demonetize and take down like every fucking. You video can demonetize that has, a like, video of like a trans woman doing her makeup, but you can't take this video down. You can like instantly take down all this copyrighted fucking content, but like you can't. Like it takes you so long. To they even didn't even acknowledge do something that, like, Logan Paul did. I don't know how long after it had been up and that he took it down. from what but... I can tell today, we're filming this on Wednesday the 3rd, right? So uh, they still haven't said shit from what I've seen. I don't know if that's going to change by the time this is up, but he took the video down and then he apologized or whatever. And it was just kind of like, first he apologized in, like, a, a note on Twitter, which was, like, the most... That's like it was so the most backwards honestly. way. Like he barely even talked about like the fact that like he showed a suicide and like just any of the any of the real issues. He was like, people think I'm doing this for views. I get views. Like, honey, this has nothing to do with the fact. Like the clickbait is already just like the extra tacky, like super insensitive layer icing on the cake yeah. of the in total. Oh my god, I just am so like annoyed about it and just upset because. God, like, he's got such a fucking young... First of all, it doesn't even matter how old his audience is. Suicide touches everyone. But it's still But, like, just the fact that he's got, like, all these, like... They know that their content is for 13-year-olds. And yet, this is the kind of shit that he feels comfortable putting out. And then I've seen even people defend him. They're like, well, you know he doesn't edit his own videos, so he might not have thought about it. You know what I mean? It's like, just because... that That's even worse. He's got an entire team of people. They have a whole team. And no one thought, you know... This is probably not good. You know what? They probably did think that, but then the overwhelming sense of we'll make so much money and press out of this, I bet that they're honestly not even that upset because this is probably not, sadly, this probably won't even affect his career and it's just getting his name more out there and people are now going to think of him as just like this edgy like risk taker or whatever. And like his fans literally don't give a shit. And they're probably like, you know what? Good press, bad press. Either way, he's making money. You know what I mean? Like we That's can't vibe. we can't be going around like taking blame off of people being like, oh well, he doesn't edit his videos, so it's like not his fault because it is still it's his brand, it's his brand, his name. He's associated. He was the one that was in the fucking forest in the first place. Like we have to hold these people accountable. For, I like, know, this and then people are like, oh, let's not ruin his career. Yes, let's ruin his career because there's amazing content creators out there that are not being fucking idiots that are not getting the attention they deserve. I know. I would gladly destroy his career if he is a fucking asshole. And people are crying, like, honestly, like, and I love Chrissy Teigen, but even she was doing the whole thing where it's like, you know, this is the whole, like, call-out, canceling culture, which, like, is a problem, but I don't think this instance was the right time to bring up that conversation. It's kind of like when there's a mass shooting and the people are like, let's not make this political. This is a very awful thing to be doing. There's call-out culture in which people will dredge up, like, a tweet that someone made a decade ago or whatever that has clearly, like, educated themselves since then or apologized or whatever, and, like, I get all of that, and, like, there's definitely like a conversation to be had there and it's not black and white but with this this is like a with new clear i wouldn't even call it a mistake this is like a complete disregard for the sake of people's health 
and people's privacy and just like human decency and it needs to be discussed it needs to be called out and he like you can make a mistake and you can be like he made a mistake oh my god like you know he probably won't do it again he apologized there needs just because someone can own up to a mistake doesn't mean that they're undeserving of criticism and repercussions we gotta punish these people especially these privileged ass white boys are you kidding me like, like there has to be like we can't just be sitting be a around code of conduct. We can't just be sitting around being like, are we really going to like you know hurt somebody's career over this? Like if it's like a tweet that's like he you know, hurt 15, his own career, y'all. 20, 15 year old tweet that's insensitive and I don't even think Twitter's that old, but yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like or post or something like that. That's a discussion to be had, like you said. But if it's something, and it's also up to people to take whatever they want out of that too. It's something fresh, new that happened in an age when we're like we're better than this. We're, I know. we're so much better, and there are so many deserving people. Like there are so many deserving actors that deserve to play fucking Grindelwald in the fucking Harry Potter bullshit. Or the like, people that are yelling at Anthony Rapp for quote unquote ruining House of Cards as if that wasn't Kevin Spacey's fault. There are so many fault. like, like of course like that series is way too deep to like replace the actor, but like it there are so many capable fucking actors and like people that take these positions in the spotlight that are not assholes and have good heads on their shoulders and are not going to be exploitative and we should be giving them the platforms and honestly if these other people want to be fucking assholes and do stupid ass shit then let's take away their platform like not even assholes like even beyond that like this is one of the most inhumane things i feel like i've ever seen on the internet absolutely and like the fact that so many people thought it was chill is so alarming to me and that's how fucking disconnected we are and that's why i will consistently talk about mental health because it's something that people don't they're like it's like what because it was like a person that he didn't know or a person that is not the same race as him or something that he felt so disconnected from that person that is a human being who you captured in like the worst pain and Oh my god, I just can't even get... I just cannot even wrap my brain around the fact that we have gotten to a place where something like that can be uploaded. And now we have, like... I feel like there needs to be... This is one of those things that I think YouTube needs to take extremely seriously for the sake of their brand as a whole and for the sake of all the safety of people watching and uploading. And I think... I liked what Katie Morton said in her video where it's almost like YouTube kind of needs, like, maybe, like, a panel of people that... Like, not necessarily a court system, but, like, there needs to be, like, repercussions and, like, there needs to be parameters so that, like, shit like this cannot happen. Like, the fact that that was able to happen is so fucked. Like, we need to make things like this more open for the input of the general public, like, to be able to, like, like, voice their concerns and, like, actually have, like, an impact on, like, what is happening in the But the public doesn't have an impact on YouTube. Yeah, they don't. But here's how you can... And this is something that, like, it's the one thing that you have power over. And I've never clicked on one of these fucking boys' videos, okay? I get what I've I need never, from Twitter. <laughs> I've, yeah, I get all the information I need from Twitter and, like, whatever that YouTube filter, YouTube news website yeah, is, yeah, whatever yeah, tube yeah, filter. Yeah. Um, you have, and I've seen tweets about this. Every view and click on a video that you give is basically a, a vote, an endorsement. And like, even if you're watching something out of like morbid curiosity or just so that you get the gossip or whatever, like every click that you make on the internet is you casting a vote 
towards they're someone getting else. Your and they're attention, getting something out of it. They're getting your attention whether good or bad it's and i'm not at the point where people are like we should stop talking about this altogether so that he doesn't get any press i think we should be talking we about should be this. talking about it but it not sucks that it will him... benefit him but like we should be talking about it now you do not have to watch his videos and i beg all of you in 2018 to make and i'm not thinking that the people honestly listening to our podcast are like super like low gang paulers i don't know what the fuck they're called <laughs> <laughs> but like i certainly don't think that however just as a whole, I think a good thing to think about is like really, really carefully consider who you are giving your eyes to and ears in 2018 and then some. Let's stop making people famous that really, really don't need to be. And I don't know, make better choices with who we're giving our attention to. And hopefully like more educational and uplifting and inspiring individuals will get these bigger platforms and these opportunities and all of these other fuckers can just go away. (laughs) That's my hope. (sighs) I know we dwelled on that for a while, but it just needed to be said. And especially as someone who has lost brand deals for talking about mental health in a positive way, this really fucking rubbed me the wrong way yeah because you know for a fact that he probably won't have trouble making brand deals though i'm hoping that like if he's sponsored by any brands i don't know his life that they all drop him i hope people drop him like everyone dropped pewdiepie i hope it's on the same fucking level as that like i i want youtube to like no i don't want youtube to take a hit to advertising because that affects everyone and i don't want his fucking disgusting choice to affect the whole platform doing that is going to affect Everybody, and that's on that platform why we because need this is band. why this is why YouTube is trying to make the change from like individual content creators to, to like, like you know, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, because they know, they can trust. Yeah, that shit. Quotes that shit's more safe than like random people uploading videos, and that's this is forcing not forcing them, but it's pushing them in that direction. And it, that's not what the creators want. And I don't want to see more and more of my friends. I mean, half the reason I left the platform was because one, my unhappiness, and two, the fact that it just wasn't financially stable for me as someone who made videos about quote-unquote sensitive topics in a sensitive way but like it's just going to force more and more and more people to leave the platform and take their you know content to a paywall because they can't sustain it and then this shit is there so (sighs) it's just garbage and i hope that something happens i'll be interested to see what youtube does yes I'll be interested to see call what... Call out post for YouTube. Fucking do something about Honestly, this. and you should see the call outs that people are giving. And, like, a lot of people are like, I feel like we're misplacing our anger onto YouTube. And it's like, no. They absolutely need to be fucking called the out. The anger is deservedly towards Logan. There needs YouTube to be something put in place that. that, like, someone's dead body is not on YouTube trending. Yeah. There needs to be something in the algorithm. If you can tag your video as LGBT and immediately be de- demonetized in like 30 seconds of adding gay or lesbian into your fucking title, then a dead body should never be in YouTube trending. Yes. It shouldn't even be on YouTube. There should literally be, I don't believe that there isn't, but there should be somebody monitoring what is on trending. I thought there was for a little while. I don't know. They keep changing it up and then they don't tell you what the fuck's happening. Honestly, there probably is not just understanding how like, you know, tech companies like work in that way. There's probably not somebody watching that, but like there should be, there absolutely should be. It's a quality control. Like, Mm -hmm. But yeah. Let's move on to uh, 2018 day two. Oh no. <laughs> it just keeps It keeps going, somewhere. going places. 2018's starting off strong in the now, world. No, I'm not trying to be negative though, no, because no. like genuinely, like I have faith that like some shit will happen. And... It's just that like that, that needed to be discussed and needed to of be. Of course. And uh, 
day two was uh, <laughs> Trump tweeting, who is shocked, but literally, in a way, it's comical, but in a way, it makes me want to die, because he... That's the vibe for his entire campaign, but not really comical at he all. He literally, like, tweeted that North Korea, which is, like, full of, like, starving fucking people, which is, like, disgusting, because they're literally under a dictatorship, and they have no control of their fucking lives, <sighs> but, like, that... They have a nuclear button, and somebody should tell them that Trump's button is bigger and that it works. Can and you like, believe? literally, I can't believe he just pulled out that classic "my dick is bigger" like fucking bullshit. If you guys, this is like the one rare moment where I'm like, we should have a video podcast so you could just see my fucking face. He's gonna one. He's gonna get us killed because literally, he's going to antagonize North Korea so much that he's like, antagonizing actually, literally every country like, around us. He's so. gonna get something started, and we're not gonna have any fucking allies back us up because he's literally destroying gonna be all like, yeah, diplomatic you fucked up, relations. Y'all. Like, oh my god, I want to. Oh my god, Let I just, me- I have, I have, I'm speechless. I'm like, I've never felt more incredulous in my entire life. Oh god, it's so tasteless and disgusting and unpresidential. It's disgusting, and I want to take this moment to already start pushing people that we need to be on our shit get ready for those midterms the the 2018 elections where literally every seat in the house of representatives and a lot of seats in the um in the senate will be up for election this is the moment where we can take back at least half of congress to be democratic we need to be on this something that needs to be said is like can we not do the thing where we where we rely on people of color to get out there and vote and then all the white people fuck up white people this is your moment to stop fucking relying on the people around you to get your shit done like use your fucking privilege because there's a less likely chance that you're going to be discriminated against at the polls and being blocked from voting you need to get your asses out there and fucking vote and you need to be telling your stupid families about it and you need to be raising your voice on public platforms like it's just this is not especially young people too like there's always this like thing where young people aren't getting out and voting and like you know that the votes would be swayed in the favor that we're hoping for if young people voted so please please register to vote it takes two seconds register get your shit together and get out there and vote make it a fucking party i don't know bring all your friends do something i don't know just do it this election would not Stop Trump from being fucking Trump. No, it will not. But it will let us take back one of the other branches Y'all, of I'm the government. I'm ho- still holding like, out hope for the old peach. Yeah, I know. Like, We'll see. I, th- I I don't know. That literally cannot happen until we have some control exactly. in the fucking That's Congress. why the midterms are very important it is this year. So important. They're always important, though. That's the thing. If anything, it will just block more of these terrible things from being put through... Especially to all the people that are like, I don't care about politics. Like, wake the fuck up. If you are saying that, then you are so blind to the level of privilege that you have. Wake the fuck up and do something. This is a democratic nation and we need to. It's like the one thing that you should be doing. Come on. We have you know? to, because then we're going to sit back we're and we're so going to complain. We're so lucky to have the ability to do that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're going to sit back and complain that like the businesses are just using their dollars to vote for everything. But like we have seen in, what was it, Alabama, where like literally people motivated... 
can make a fucking change. Yep. We can do it. Like that was that like, was like a very a deep big, red state. Like, yeah, and, and that just made me feel so optimistic. Yes, that and so let's keep that going. Keep that momentum rolling. And all of the like, oh, yeah, okay, yes, yes to all Absolutely. of us. Retweet. Yes. Whew. Deep deep breaths, y'all. Okay. What else? What else can we talk about? Fuck. I mean, honestly, nothing has really happened. We do want to talk a little bit about like what we want to be doing for 2018, our goals, goals with the show, etc. Um, but I wanted to talk about something a positive note. Yes, absolutely. Let's something do, let's switch positives here. Extremely positive that has been happening in my life that I wanted to share with you all and maybe like a, it'll be like a little bit of a teachable lesson for anyone out there that might have dealt with something similar. So um, I'm going to be kind of vague just to protect people, you yeah, know, because yeah. I'm like that. But um, if you guys have been following me, especially if you were on YouTube and you followed me on YouTube, you might have known that I had a very, very, very close knit group of friends in Pennsylvania that were featured in a lot of videos and... Then I visited them in 2015, and then after that, we were not talking anymore, and then people, I mean, I still to this day, like, get asked, like, what happened, like, blah, 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 and I'm sure I've answered it, but, like, in a vague way, I because did, yeah. I, it's no one's business, honestly, and honestly, it's it was such a long, convoluted-ass story to tell people that, like, I just... It was like, a hard just, time, too, you know? It was, it was a very difficult time, because it was, to, to get to the point, like, I had just been disowned for coming out. And then I visited my best friends because I was in such a bad place. And then I lost all of my support system besides Chris in that moment. And I really knew no one in Seattle. And that was when I checked my ass into therapy. It was literally the catalyst for me going to therapy, which now that I have so much perspective and new information on the whole situation, I almost am not upset about it because it got me into therapy and therapy has literally changed you have my to life. Take, you have to make these moments positives and like realize that this was like, wow, it sucked in the moment. It was the path you needed to be I on. I got through it and it put me in a place that I needed to be in. Yeah. Whether or not it was the way that I wanted to be there, it doesn't fucking matter because I'm so much healthier and happier now that I have been doing that. Yeah. So fast forward to now, I... There was one person in that group of friends that I, I mean, I just missed dearly. Like, I missed all of them, but, like, I just knew more information about other people. I don't know. Either way. Um, someone in that group of friends that I was insanely close to that I missed all the time. And I would talk to Chris all the time about how much I missed her. And I just really wanted to reach out. And I always was like, well, I should be mad. Like, I was scorned. And I was like, no, I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm just going to live my life and, like, fuck them. Like, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to reach out. They don't deserve me, etc. And I've had other friends that I've, like, told this story to be like, yeah, like, you know, they should come to you. Like, they should apologize to you, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then it just kept wearing down on me. And I had like this realization where I'm like, honestly, what am I doing? I'm my mom right now. I'm holding a massive grudge. And instead of opening up a conversation, accepting people back into my life, possibly getting an apology, having ultimately forgiveness, that's something that my family literally has no idea how to do. Yes. They never have. And I do not want to be like them. They have taught me that everyone in your life is expendable and you can't have any loyalty or trust with anyone and that you should never forgive. And that is not who I am. I have forgiven so many people in my life. I, for, I mean, on some level, I feel like I'll get to a point where I do forgive them. But I'm not there yet. No, no. <laughs> She's not there yet. But I feel like it's possible. 
And I mean, I've forgiven like bullies, like just many people. And it takes a lot more negative energy in your life to, to just hold sit, on to, to it. Hold on to grudges. Where That's how you fine just, lines start. You can <laughs> you can let them go and you kind of feel yourself be lighter and just live your life as the best you can be. So I just had like a moment like a few weeks ago where I just had this urge to reach out to this one person because I had seen that they had viewed my Instagram stories and. I don't know, because I'm an intuitive person, I'm an INFJ, Pisces Finch, I'm very intuitive and I can read situations really well. And I got the vibe that like she wasn't looking at it to be like, Haha, what's Rachel up to? Fuck that bitch. It was more of like a, hmm, what's Rachel up to? Kind of miss her. That was the vibe that I got. And you know what? I just fucking ran with it and I didn't listen to anyone else but my own heart. And I reached out and I told her, I was like, you know, I saw that. Um, I don't really know what you were trying to do there, but, uh, I just wanted to say hi. I'd love to catch up with you. I feel like it would be really nice to like have a conversation about everything that happened. And, you know, I hope you're doing well. If you're not interested, that's fine. Happy holidays or whatever. And the response that I got in response was so uplifting and so not what I expected. And I was sobbing immediately. And needless to say, we're okay. We fleshed out so many things. We had a great conversation. We were continuing to have great conversations. And I got one of my absolute best friends back in my life. And I cannot tell you like how happy I am about it. And I'm gonna, I'm getting emotional. And like she got emotional too about it because it's just like, let this be a lesson for anyone. Even if you feel like you were the one that were like, you were done dirty or whatever. Like, I don't know. One of my goals for 2018 and then some is to like, to just open myself up to opportunities like this to make amends with people because you will never know like the worst thing that could happen is that it doesn't pan out and then you just continue to not talk to that person again you know what i mean like that's the worst case scenario the best case scenario is that like you fucking work through your problems and that's the thing in all things that's why me and chris have been together for seven years that's why i do this with other friends because i feel like there's like this thing with young people where like you have like one argument, one tizzy with a friend and then you just like cut ties. And I think that's bullshit. I feel like that's the cancel culture that I'm not here for. Life is complicated. Sometimes, you know, we do things that are not okay. I I mean, the, people are going to make mistakes and obviously the brevity of situations matters. And like yeah, there what, are mistakes that cannot be amended and that is yeah. totally valid. And I'm not saying that that, like anyone that has really deeply hurt you like deserves to be back in your life that's why i still have trouble with my family and probably always will but with this situation it was definitely light enough that like there was no reason for us to keep doing this shit and you were honestly just gonna end up shutting yourself out from somebody that could be positive in your life and just who i loved so much and do love and like honestly it's been fucking great and i also have a lot more perspective on why things went down that made me gain a lot of sympathy towards the situation. Now I have no bad feelings at all towards this person. I completely understand where they were coming from the entire time and everything's fucking great. And I want more of that. And I want less grudges being held. And like, honestly, I can't tell you how many people that like, I know I don't, I'm not supposed to be fucking with anymore, but I don't even remember why Yeah, that happens all the time. And then those people will reach out to me because of like, sometimes because of like the platform that I have and they feel like comfortable and they're like, Oh, Hey, I saw one of your tweets pop around, blah, blah, blah. How are you? And then I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking good. How are you? Like, I just don't care anymore. I don't have the fucking energy. I have so much shit that I've been through that like these little things literally don't matter. And I don't know. That's the way I'm living my life from now on. (laughs) 
because it's you know, just important. I feel like it's working out pretty well. You know, you rounded off the year you were sick. Because that happened like right got... before the new year. And honestly, it was just so, it was just the icing on the cake to a really good year. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, really... it was It was a risk. It was, but it paid off. I know, because I, I was fucking, I sent that message and my, I was, I remember I was sick, right? And so I woke up at like 6 a.m. and I was just like, Chris was asleep next to me. <laughs> I wake up, you're sobbing. Like, I know. <laughs> How many times has that happened? So many times, <laughs> honestly, times. guys. <laughs> but I was just so panicked sending that message. And then I saw like the typing bubble and I was like, oh my God. Like I was flipping out. And then it was like the most positive experience ever. And I was like, oh yeah. shit. See, I was scared for nothing. And like, that's another thing too, with like my anxiety and having PTSD, I don't take a lot of risks. And that's something that I feel like I'm getting better at. Like I'm starting to take risks in my life and they're not like I'm jumping off cliffs and shit, but uh, no, thank you. you know, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm being more risky because I'm feeling more trusting in my overall like happiness and I'm accepting more towards like highs and lows. Like you'd think that, okay, I have a whole paranoia about like doctors and hospitals and all kinds of stuff and yeah i had two weeks worth of panic attacks and then i ended up in the er and had one there and that did not affect my holiday season normally that would have made me so exhausted and so upset that i would have been like fuck 2017 this entire year was shit i was like whatever bitch it's christmas now (laughs) and you kept saying you were like you know we had a really good holiday despite you being sick and i was like chris the sickness is like off my mind now well i mean like you were sick for two weeks and it just sucked like that you were sick for i know but like it it's not like it it wasn't what i'm remembering yeah. and that's so telling of where i am mentally because normally that'd be something i would have harped the fuck on i would have yeah. been like of course i got dealt these cards like i used to think that, like the whole world was out to get me and it's like now i'm at the point where with therapy thank god bless therapy i'm at the point where like i can accept low points as temporary lows that i know that i'm strong enough to get through and that is my message to all of you because i know that you all can get there too and some of you already are there and it's fucking great isn't it yeah that's my fucking message for 2018 it's a good mentality to enter into and it's hard work to get there and i'm not there all the time okay like absolutely yeah. not i am not perfect i am not like the picture of great mental health dm yeah. um so don't worry about that but like, really you do I think a key to it is that you do have to think of, in a way, your personal life outside of the world itself. Because, like, if we were to all kind of, like, judge just basically, like, our mindset off of, like, our personal lives plus the whole world, like, it's always going to feel, like crap i know that's why i really appreciated um did you see the thread that obama made on like new year's and it was like all of the really amazing things that has happened this year because he's acknowledging that like this year had a lot of lows and that was just like the kind of optimism that i really miss in office okay and like it's not to say that like the things that are happening that are bad aren't really important and need to be talked about and you know acknowledged of course but like we, but like, humans, we gotta we, fucking we focus on some of the good stuff too man yeah, and i we, feel like we have a it's kind of like the vibe online also it's like the internet culture to be like uh negative about everything and like there is a lot of negative shit out there it's Don't get easy me wrong. to wallow in the negative feelings of anger and sadness and hatred and because you can bond like over it but like we also really need to start acknowledging more of like all like all of the like educational discoveries all of like the amazing people that we just elected like why do just... you think dramatic you know tension television that's like got a lot of anger and stuff in it is way more popular than like anything ever positive educational anything like that it's because it, there's a draw 
like why every Yelp review is fucking negative except maybe True. like 10% of them because like it's so easy for us to just get fully enveloped into the negative feelings and we need to like absolutely like I made a tweet about this that went fucking places but like are we, you talking about like toxic positivity yeah because like, there's like two sides to it like you could be fucking just a pessimist and fucking negative and only focusing on negative things and not talking about positivity that's obviously bad and you should be fo- you like, have to be in the middle you have to be in the middle but you can't just ignore everything negative in the world and just be like and Haha. blame all of the negative things that happen to you and all of the negative emotions that you experience on yourself not being like good enough to fucking ignore them like that is the most unhealthy like my therapist and i are constantly talking about that like posi vibes bullshit where it's like you're it is human nature to experience trauma bad times lows and negative feelings and the difference is you need to accept those feelings identify where they're coming from and learn from them and move on to better things and that is the healthy approach not the whole like i'll just eat my ginger raw yeah. <laughs> and then she's I just, good like, I, I don't know like, we, we it's also watched... a very capitalistic fucking bullshit that happens too let's not <laughs> deny that like the posi vibes movement is also in completely enveloped in consumerism yeah come on we're going so many places with this I conversation know. right now we watched a video i just like this is what spawned that tweet and i just like it makes me so angry we watched a video where somebody had said that anxiety was just you not listening to what the universe wants for you and that you just need to accept what the universe is deciding for you and that will get rid of your anxiety and i wanted to die that's what spawned that whole like toxic positivity yeah you know the universe what does that mean i don't get it and like i get it like spirituality is something that i don't personally do so like i get it that everybody has like their own ways of coping with like different things that are happening completely just but like to discount people's anxiety that might have come from like one a chemical imbalance and two trauma like yeah just because like are you telling me that like my ptsd is just because i'm not accepting that the universe made me abused or something like what does that fucking mean it doesn't mean anything. People just, th- I, I want like a Twitter that's like a Twitter bot for like posy vibes, you know, like the <laughs> horsey books where it's just like a string of every keyword. Yeah. That's what I want. And I'm not calling out anyone in particular. Like this is a huge phenomenon online. It's like, remember the clean eating move- movement of like a few years ago where everyone was like raw, clean eating and making everyone that ate anything prepackaged completely like you're a dirty person. Like that yeah. was the vibe. Then it moved on to like, this like intense vegan culture where like you had to shame anyone for eating a different way than you. And like, let's completely ignore everyone's religious background and health problems and like all kinds of things. Like, and the fact that we can't all eat the same exact diet. Yes. Food deserts, privilege, money, like all these things play a role in that. And now it's like this new goop ass fucking posi vibes movement, which is deeply like, into the consumeristic vibes and it's like the same thing where it's like let's just continue to shame people for experiencing negative emotions and let's just instead tell them to ignore it and buy things that will cure it like it's just bullshit just do more in the middle stuff because that's what is completely normal and valid the entire like in in the world we tend to kind of radicalize things into it's extremism always yeah extremism here's one way and then here's the exact opposite way politics life social everything and like the happiest place to be i feel like is usually somewhere in the middle of like all of those kind of things and yeah like 
everybody's different. And Gwyneth not... Paltrow cannot tell you how to live your life. Yes, absolutely. I think we can all agree. Yeah. It's the only call out. <laughs> and Gwyneth Paltrow can live her life. If she wants to goop up her fucking yoni egg, then she can do that. Do uh, it. Just do it. <laughs> just okay. All right. Let's go to a I fucking I can't believe ad. I just said yoni on the fucking podcast. Okay. Let's go to a fucking ad and then we will do a quiz and some questions. All right. Today's so- podcast is brought to you by Zola. So for any of you out there that are in the process of planning a wedding or think you're going to have a wedding in the near future, uh, Zola is doing a great thing where they're kind of bringing wedding registry and like creating a wedding from scratch like into the 21st century by like having it all online and connected and it's making a really great service that's easy to use to help you and your guests have like the most streamlined wedding you could possibly have. So basically what you do is you make a Zola website and then you can have like your wedding website, which will show all of your guests like where where it's gonna be, you know, all the different information that they need about the event. And then it also can link in all of the registry stuff and then guests can actually go in together on certain gifts and things and they just make it really easy for both you and your guests to get all the information about your wedding out there to everyone. Which honestly, I didn't even think about having like a website for a wedding. That's, honestly, that's really smart. That's a really smart idea and then having the Registry online is also something that I never even thought of. I just picture scanning things in a store, but yeah. this is all built into a website that's easy to use. And they have it so that you can personalize all of your registry things with like photos of the items and like notes about it. So you can be like, oh, this is something that I really want, or you know, something that's just like kind of fun, you know, depending on what you want. Yeah, and they have like for the registry, they have tons of items from like regular department stores and everything, but then it goes more than that because you can get like things for a honeymoon fund or like different subscriptions or like classes or anything like that so it's like digital items as well as like physical department store kind of things and then they also have like planning tools for your wedding so if like you're just having trouble planning your own wedding and everything because honestly there's probably like so much that you need to do they have like customizable checklists and guest list managers so you can like manage all the people that are coming to your wedding you can also have like a checklist because you know chris that's something that he would be all about because yeah, you just absolutely. need like to get all your shit together and organize planning a wedding can be extremely stressful so having tools like this that make it extremely easy not only for you but for your guests that are coming because there's some great features like group group gifting where a whole bunch of people can you know chip in on one bigger item which yeah. would be really helpful and the fact that this service just facilitates all of that through a website and a registry is really nice let's change gears with a quiz that will definitely delight everybody it's wholesome it's i would say fucking wholesome uh, this is, we know which iconic vine you relate to most. I'm very curious to see what they consider to be iconic. Yes. And what they think I am. Because honestly, all of the iconics, you can't fit into one quiz. There's, I know. There's dozens there's of them. There's probably like 8,000 outcomes in this yeah, quiz. Yeah, absolutely. First question, which type of vines do you like the best? Scripted, in the moment, do it for the vine, I never watched vines, funny edits, or singing vines? Why would you be doing this if you never watched vines? Uh, True. In the moment, they're they're natural, they're organic. I like uh, it. It's like, I like the in the moment, but I also love like a vine like mashup where people like combine two yeah, weird iconics. Yeah. But like a funny edit, like my favorite vine of all time is that stupid lobster on a skateboard. <laughs> and that's a funny edit. Okay. I'm going to go with funny edit. Fine. Uh, who was your favorite viner now? I don't really know any of these, but. Uh, <laughs> I only know the people that were like in one vine. I know. <laughs> it's just Luke, Josh Kennedy. I love them all. I hate them all. 
Liza Koshi or Other? I'm putting Other because yeah, that I'm lobster gonna, has no name. I'm going to do Other. <laughs> How um, often do you watch Vine compilations? <laughs> never once a week, every day, when I feel like it, 24-7, I never stop, or way too often? I'm going to say way too often. I'm going to go once a week. Okay. Because that's definitely, you know, an accurate statement. Uh, when Vine died, how did you react? I cried. I stopped using it before it died, so I was fine. I never used Vine anyway. I understand why they shut it down, but I was still sad. Didn't care. I was still using it. I was so mad. Now, Vine, I didn't realize, was the gem that it was until after she passed. Honestly, like, I used it in the very beginning, stopped, and then I only found it funny once there was, like, the post-Vine renaissance that is happening currently. So, what would you say for that? I'm going to say I stopped using it before it died, so I was fine. Because in that moment, that's how I was. I'm going to say I understood why they shut it down, but I was still sad. If you had to give up one social media, what would it be? Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat. I don't use social me- social media or Facebook. Uh, honestly, I would fucking give up YouTube. I would give up YouTube or Facebook. I gave up YouTube, technically. <laughs> I'm going to put I Facebook easily, just because I could easily give I could up easily Facebook. do Facebook as well, but yeah. Uh, do people get your Vine references? What references? No, but I wish they did. Always or I usually don't get them. Um, always. I'm just thinking of, like, our friends, because all we do is just quote vines. Yeah, I'm going to pick that one, too. Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got the one where it's, like, the bench is, like, running sideways from the car, and she's wearing, like, that blue dress, and they're like, why are you running? (laughs) (laughs) And she's, like, screaming. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is yours? Uh, I I won't hesitate, bitch. (laughs) I'm so mad. I know you're so mad. Now, I'm not going to lie. I took this quiz already. And so I tried to pick different answers because I got what the fuck is up, Kyle, which like I love that fine. But I don't feel like that doesn't really say enough about me. Yeah, I understand. Um, Yeah. I was hoping for a hurricane tortilla. Okay, but you like got that, the best vibe. I feel like that speaks to me. I'm sorry, but I won't hesitate, bitch, is one of the best vines. <laughs> that is one of the top Rebecca, That's like <laughs> actually a top for me. Yes, absolutely. I'm very nervous about Vine, too. I feel like it's just going to be people recreating the old shit. No, it's going to be trash. It's, I'm not here for it. Listen, honestly. if that lobster doesn't come back, I'm not. Oh, my God, but that one, like, Twitter moment, that was, like, some family that, like, recreated, like, 24 different Vines for the holiday oh, season. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. I saw that on, like, Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was pretty interesting. It was uh, something. Okay, so let's do some Patreon questions from the lovely benches over patreon.com slash coffee with Rachel. Because Chris didn't forget. <laughs> I didn't forget this time, guys. I did it extra early. Honestly, I was like, I'm going to be on the ball with this shit. Good. Uh, first one is from Taryn, who said, do you have any tips for getting through the post-holiday slump? I get pretty depressed in the winter, and it seems to get worse once I don't have the holidays to look forward to. Ooh, yes. I feel that. I think that... Um, we'll probably get into this too because we didn't talk about what we wanted out of 2018 yet or anything. Like I kind of did a little bit. Uh, but um, when it comes to like resolutions and stuff like that, I know people have like mixed bags, like in terms of how they feel about resolu- mixed reviews. Yeah, mixed bags. Mixed bags. There's so many bags. <laughs> um, they have mixed reviews on how they feel about resolutions, and I think in a way that like it's a positive thing to like go into the new year with like. The, these intentions of like things that you want to accomplish for yourself and don't having like, goals is always a good yeah, thing. yeah having goals being positive about those goals don't but i feel like people... they shouldn't be super specific like i'm gonna lose 30 pounds by new year's i yeah. don't know maybe if that's something that makes you happy then do it i can't say that but like for me i usually do it more of like vague general things that i want to accomplish yeah that can be accomplished like 
in multiple ways over a long yeah, it's period. It's not of time. like January I'm gonna do this and in February I'm gonna do this and stuff like that because that and that just makes you feel like shit when you can't exactly finish things in the way that you would plan them out. And then I would also say like starting off the year doing something fun for yourself or like getting immersed into a hobby or activity that you kind of had to avoid a little bit while you were like doing you know like the end of semester school shit slash holiday shit like for me right now it's getting back into my etsy stuff because i took a little bit of a break after christmas i like i want to make it a thing to like do something fun doesn't have to be like a whole fucking trip or anything like that but do something fun within the month of january just like you know it's the dead of winter it's post-holiday people are on that slump like we're gonna go to new york this year it's gonna be fucking great yeah. it's gonna be awesome and like next year i want to do something it doesn't it's not gonna be like on another extravagant fucking vacation but like you never know like it's good i want to just finally. do something or a couple of things just even like, if it's just getting an airbnb in like yeah. a city that's near you just like have like a minute but i would say like immersing yourself into an activity or hobby or picking up something new because honestly like You'd be surprised at what kind of crafty shit you could pick up very easily. And there's so many resources on, like, different things you can do on, you know, Pinterest and fucking YouTube. And then you could just be getting involved in something like that. Like, I don't know. Something that I want to do is Needlepoint. Yeah. <laughs> like, really bad. I've been saying about it for months, but I just, like, haven't gone to get the supplies. I just want to do it. Uh-huh. I just, I think it would be something that I would enjoy doing, watching the L word. By the way, fuck the L word. I have to say to all the people that heard me talk and talk about how much I loved Dana and how she was my favorite character, just to let me be heartbroken. <laughs> I'm angry and I'm grieving. <laughs> and that's all I have to say. Uh, next question is from Colby. who said, hello and happy new year from a fellow dairy and gluten-free binge. I found <laughs> out for you. I found out at the beginning of 2017 that I was severely lactose intolerant and soon after found out that I was gluten intolerant too, which was causing me horrible nausea and cramps. Feeling much better since cutting both food groups out, and I'm glad that you are too. I've been debating going plant-based as, as well for a while, and I already can't, since I already can't eat dairy and would love to reduce my negative environmental impact, I was wondering if you had any tips or necessities that helped you in your transition to a plant-based life. That's pretty much how I did it, too, because I was like, well, I'm already halfway there, so I might as well just keep going. Yeah, you know, living on a prayer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so any, like, like necessities? I would, I would say, well, it's, it's not a necessity, but holy fuck, it really changes the game and makes things a hell of a lot easier is the food processor. Yeah, any kind of high-power blender slash food processor. You're trying to make your fucking cashew creams and shit your like that. Ricotta, Tofu ricottas and stuff. Your it, sauces. It really helps. Changes the game. And, like, you can also, you know, do, like, vegetable slicing in that. Like, anything to help make... Smoothies in your blender. Any devices or tools to help make vegetable... You know, preparation. preparation as easy as possible because that's the biggest hurdle is that damn you got a lot of vegetables cut up. Also invest in a good set of Tupperware containers, preferably glass ones. Yes. You will yes. thank me because your life as a plant-based person is going to be making a shit ton of soup and chili and stir fry and all kinds of like quinoa shit right away and then having it for your week. And also, like, pre-cutting up your vegetables and shit and having it in containers. Yeah. Essential. And I would do a healthy mix of trying to replace some of the meals that you enjoy with also just trying out... Completely new shit. Completely new things. Because if you just literally try and just recreate everything that you loved... You're going to miss all your shit. You're just going to miss it. Like, you have to, like, just go out and, like, 
Honestly, I find that these vegan recipes are so much more flavorful because you use a lot of spices and I know. ingredients. I know. Mean, from like, your fucking unseasoned Pennsylvania <laughs> yeah, cooking. Yeah, I know. It was just literally like, here's the meat and here's a potato. Like, there you go. Now it's like, here's all these garnishes and 10 different spices in this fucking He rub. finally doesn't hate cilantro. And honestly, thank God. It's still not anywhere near my top, but I will tolerate it. If I, would, I can if I can request it not there, I request it not there. I would fuck cilantro every day. I do listen, life. I know, I know I'm not the only person that feels this way. There's a lot of non cilantros and it's the taste thing and you can just fucking deal with it, honestly. Oh, you genetic fucking nah. I think that's all bullshit, by the way, and I feel like you all are just lying. Wow. It's probably actually true, but I just I cannot <laughs> you get can't down with accept it. That. I would eat anything. <laughs> I'm that I'm like a human dumpster. Feed me at all. As long as it's not gluten and won't give me a headache. Nice dumpster fire over here. I really am. <laughs> me after <laughs> fucking lactose. <laughs> I am a true fire. Uh, and then the next one's from Jake who said, Hi, happy new year. My friend has a cat and wants to get another, so he has a little friend. Do you have any tips on introducing any chunks to each other? Google the Jackson Galaxy method. Yeah, of literally it's what we followed and it was perfect. It worked out great, took Squeezy's tender heart, grew three sizes that day. <laughs> oh. But really it's just like all about giving them their own space and like keeping them separated and then like switching out who's in each room to give them like the sense of each other, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But you, honestly, just Googling the Jackson Galaxy method like will really help. It, it worked perfectly. Like, it like was flawless, yeah. honestly. He knows what he's Still talking about. Still shocked as to that went so well. I know. And we, we didn't even have to do, I think it's like a full week that you're supposed to have them separated. Yeah, we no, did, it was like, literally like days. after the first fucking like first day or two that we were like, okay. Yeah. Squeezy was like very okay. It I hope all of you guys just yawned right now. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I've not had enough coffee today. I've just been drinking decaf tea all morning. Uh, and then this question kind of relates into the one from earlier. Any tips on switching to a plant-based diet slash reducing your carbon footprint in 2018? Ooh. Okay. So, well, something that we're doing right now is we got a nice fancy compost bin because our building lets us yeah. compost. Now I know that not everybody in every city and stuff has access to composting facilities like that's just something new that we're doing for 2018 yeah like we're lucky that we have like a compost bin within our building that yeah because i know you can diy it but well yeah if you have like actually like a yard and stuff you can get a whole compost bin but that's a bin that you have to buy that's probably expensive and there's like microbes and stuff that you have to pour into it to like break everything down so that can get a little costly but like you know, recycling still, that's great. That's a great first step. Yes. Recycling. Cutting out, like, I mean, not like cutting out, but like just reducing like the amount of like animal products that you're going to consume. Like you don't have to go cold turkey. You know what Literally I mean? Literally just a reduction in one meal out of your One meal out of the week, one day out of the week, a couple days out of the week, and then you'll start to see things happen. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, you know, being cautious about like the water that you're using being cautious about the energy that you're using you know unplugging things that does add up also your bills bitch you know i have like i do have a shout out to i have this pinned on my uh profile actually it's from january 6th of last year that's how long it's been there and it's uh just like two different pictures with like small things that you can do to fight climate change and then big things you can do to fight climate change it's just like changes that you can make in your life to uh, what are you, Chris Considers on Twitter? Yes, Chris it's Considers. The pin three. Tweet. Yeah, it's my pinned tweet. Uh, it's got a lot. Yeah, there's a lot in Carpooling, there. Carpooling, taking Uber pool, taking public transport, walking. <laughs> yes. 
Get my, me an electric car. My favorite. That's a big one. That's a very easy one. Cost you maybe like $15 purchase on Amazon is replace batteries with rechargeable ones. Yes. Like Recharge. First of all, you'll save so much money yes. on batteries. I have not bought batteries in forever because I just have these rechargeable ones. Yeah, we just amazing. have like two little strips that you just stick all your batteries in and you just plug them in overnight and then boom. And I have like, you know, I have like a Mac. So of course, like my keyboard and my trackpad and everything. Like I got it takes batteries. controllers that are running out all the time. Yeah. Like, also, if like you are gaming and stuff, like if you can get the controllers that do have like the rechargeable situation and not like a battery. Because I know that that's yeah, a thing too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's a little one too. Yeah, it's a small little thing that you can do. And but everything helps. A lot of the things that you'll do will also save you money. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's a big misconception that a lot of the things that you can do for the environment will cost more. And there are definitely instances where that's true. But there's also a lot of instances where it isn't true. Like, okay, buying bulk food. Like, you want to buy like 18 pounds of split peas and lentils, make some bomb ass stews and chilies and soups. Yeah. It's so much cheaper and then there's no packaging. Absolutely. Yeah. What things are you guys most excited for in 2018? And could could be general world stuff or more personal stuff, but I'd love to hear it. Uh, okay, so like we said, we're excited for like our New York, New York trip coming up and everything. And there's another thing going on in January that we'll probably talk about after it happens. Yeah, and then... Uh, February is like my birthday and Squeezie's anniversary of adoption. Yes. Yes. I'm excited for both of those and things. And then March is my birthday. Yeah. So yeah, that's always just like a fun time. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing yet. I, my goal before I knew that we were going to New York was like to get an Airbnb because like Ashley's birthday is also around Chris's birthday. And so we were going to do like kind of like a triple birthday situation and I'll stay in cabin. I don't know if that's going to happen now that we're doing the New but York trip. Absolutely doing something like that. Yeah. In, and like we also really want to go to the national park in the spring because it's supposed to be go beautiful. Hiking around there. And like we will actually have good weather for all that. That's one thing that we are absolutely doing more of in general in the spring and summer. So is much hiking. Now that yeah. we have good hiking boots. Yeah. The world is our oyster. Absolutely. Honestly, I'm just very excited for spring. I love winter, but winter with like the whole cold with giving me a cold and the dry air has been fucking me up. I'm like ready for warmer weather and Seattle in spring is so beautiful and amazing and it's my favorite season in Seattle. You know, I keep finding myself like I absolutely adore fall. It's my favorite season, always will be. It's great. Yes. You're getting hyped for the holiday season and it's getting a little I love bit colder fall. and everything. November's the best winter month. Winter is kind of s- slipping a little bit for me because, like, winter starts on December fucking 21st. So, like, by that point, it's already the holidays and I'm kind of like, all right, like, I'm kind of over, like, the cold weather. Once the holidays are over, I'm like, okay, we can start getting a little bit warmer. I'm kind of moving. More towards favoring. I don't like hot weather. Absolutely not. No. Never will. But like, I don't mind Seattle summer though. I could absolutely see us in the future, like retiring to Hawaii. Oh my god, no! Let's not be extreme. I, it's too expensive. I I know that, but like, I could see that happening. I really could. I just think like at least like a cabin in the woods that's near a lake. Yeah, <laughs> more that. <laughs> that's totally my different vibe. vibe. Yeah, and like also for me now that I've like become so much more comfortable with my body. Winter and fall used to be my favorite months because I could cover up. Honestly, that's like hands down half the reason why I liked those seasons. And now that I feel more comfortable, like showing some skin, wearing more like tight fitting clothing, even though I literally have not lost weight, I have maintained the same fucking body since fucking forever now at this point. It's just my confidence at this point. My reasoning was that I had more justification for being inside playing video games in the fall and winter than I did in the summer. (gasps) So true. (laughs) That is true. Mm, interesting yeah wow. it all comes out guys 
Okay. This next question from my good friend, Bridget Dubin. What is the gayest marine animal? No, <laughs> oh my God. Now, I have thought long and hard about this. I screamed when I saw this question. <sighs> Ooh. Ah. Do you have an answer? I don't have you an don't? answer. Now, I've heard that dolphins can be pretty gay. Yeah. But dolphins are also really fucked up. I don't no, let's not do dolphins. All know? right. I'm gonna go with like a river blenny. Okay. There's something about a blenny that just gives me the LGBT vibes. It's the B in LGBT. Okay. Uh, blenny is the official buy fish. Okay. There yeah. you go. You heard it here first. You heard it first. <laughs> you heard it. We first. took like a trivia question and I was the only one that got it right because it regarded fish and it was like beluga cat or not beluga catfish, what? Beluga um What's the word I'm talking for? Ah, shit. When you eat the fish eggs and it's caviar there. Wow. Just took me on a road. <laughs> that, they were like, what fish is that from? And everyone got it wrong except for me. It's sturgeon fish, y'all. The more you know. I hate this. I know. Please go away. <laughs> I know everything about the sea. <laughs> you really do. It's too much. We have to finish Blue Planet. I just don't want to see that whale die. I know. And but... I know there's inevitably always a dead whale moment, but it's a dead whale because of plastic. I can't, I can't handle that. Cut up your fucking plastic. Also, just reduce your plastic. Uh, I'm really upset. Anyway. All right. So let's leave things on a, a positive note. I think that's a good place to stop. I hope <laughs> you guys all have a fantastic 2018. Seriously, I'm, I'm rooting for all of you. Yes. We know you can do it. We're going to have a great year. All of us. Yeah. Yes. Chris is like looking at me like I have no idea how to wrap this up. Yeah. I know. All right. We've talked about so much today. I feel like I'm my tonsils are. Oh, yeah. That was why the episode didn't go up yesterday is because my tonsils were like. I love it when we bring up these out. things like at the end of the show. No one. Half clicked, the people like, yeah. have clicked out already. They're yeah, like, what? They're gone. <laughs> um, so anyway, benches, stay tuned. We're about to give you your New Year's resolutions. And the rest of you guys, we will see you next week. Stay happy. Get your fucking mug. <laughs> I got my mug. That was me stalling to get my mug. Right, okay, bye. bye. All right, bapos. I hope you didn't set any uh, New Year's resolution dicks. We're about to fucking tell you what you're doing before the new year. <laughs> yes, This is going to be something else, I this must say. This is going to be something fucking weird. Uh, let's go with Valerie Molina, who won't let any food get moldy in the fridge. That's something we should all be doing, honestly. A lot of these are things we should all be doing. And then a lot of these are just uh, wild cards. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Goldfarb doesn't believe in setting New Year's goals. <laughs> Emily Sweeney will stop sweeping crumbs under the stove. Melanie Weldon is going to weld more metal. <laughs> wow, crazy. Shannon Shires will eat more shrimp. Kimberly Proza will quote protozoa every day. <laughs> Sarah Booth will not boomerang every single Instagram story post. Okay, that was a, a call direct. Out for you. What the fuck? <laughs> Emma Corbeal will give corn a second chance. You should. Angelica Feliz is giving up jello shots. Bridget Carey Davis is going to watch Carrie, finally. Kobe Rhymes will compost all of their orange rinds. Haley Bowser will find Haley's comet. I actually heard that that's like coming up. Is it? I have no idea. I yeah. just pulled that out of I my I saw ass. on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Parker will finally learn how to parallel park. Renee Medina will finally travel to the Mediterranean. Joanna Tartaglini will learn yo-yo tricks. Ryan Hara will learn to play the harp. Emily Tormey will participate in a gaming tournament. Sean Cumming isn't going to shave the entire year. Same. 
Sophie Yaramillo will only open one jar of pickles at a time. Emily Milligan will give up their daily Miller Lite. Wow. <laughs> Chelsea Grundy will stop placing drunken Groupon orders. Haley Welsh is giving up Smuckers and only using Welch's jelly. <laughs> Kitty Kelly will give Kelp another shot. Ishbel Mendez is going to talk to Isabel every day in pocket camp. A goal, honestly. Stephanie Lee will leave their Crocs at home. Jane Thompson is going to read every Jane Austen book. Amanda McKnight is going to stop watching scary movies at night. Chloe Fowl-Maluin is going to adopt a mallard duck. Kayla Bean will add more beans into their meals. They're Br- good for your heart. Brandy Robbins will branch out into new friend groups. Michelle Cox will make more cocktails. Rebecca Mack will only have macaroni salad once a week. Joanna Jensen will watch every episode of The Jetsons. Leslie Wright will finally write for NaNoWriMo. Gwen Stowe will stop collecting Funkos. Sloan Fuller will make sure their water bottle is always full. Kat Schultz will stop showering every single day. Honey, I'm there. <laughs> Yace and Gonzalez will confront their fear of gondolas. Lindsay Torlina will finally touch a tortoise. Jess Adams will add more bananas into their diet. Megan Oxley will finally get everything out of their moving boxes. Daisy Blossom Dottie is going to stop and smell the daisies every once in a while when they blossom. Wow, crazy. Kennedy Rochelle will come out of their shell. <laughs> Squeezy. M. Samek will learn Simlish. Taryn Parker will always land on Park Place. Lutzi will take lukewarm showers only. Sonia Vez Bruin will talk to Brewster in Animal Crossing every day. Fiona will feed their Tamagotchi more. Stephanie Oliver will stop eating olive pits. <laughs> Cassandra Lee will collect sand from as many beaches as possible. Juanita Cara will drive their car less. Courtney Hall will actually participate in Halloween. Jade Agoshi will go without coffee for the entire year. Jade, Bless. no! <laughs> Avery Labelson will belch less frequently. <laughs> Who uses the word belch? I don't know! Anthony Hood will wear less hoodies. Finally, Anthony, come on. Uh. Liz Hallbrook will read one book every week. Madison Greer will make their life as green as possible. Corey Springfield will actually participate in spring cleaning. Jackson or Who will eat more jackfruit. Beth Fonseca will take more baths. Chloe Ireland is finally going to go to Ireland. Or leave. We or haven't leave. decided. Yeah. <laughs> We're not positive. Camellia Malky will only go to the mall when necessary. Amanda Pete will get promoted to manager. Caitlin Whalen will finally see a whale. Dana Daly will wake up at 8 a.m. daily. Flynn and Drew will learn to play the violin and draw it. <laughs> Mackenzie Knight will stop drinking coffee late at night. And Rachel Evans will be more spontaneous and stop doing things eventually. Wow. Wow, that was a drag to our podcast binge list. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the rest of the Bapos, I would say their collective resolution is to drink more water we can all fucking do that we can literally all do that take my er trip as a learning lesson for everyone you yes know? so we got neve kavanaugh we got dana marie smith brie cram ashley riefenberger mallory ali malone and kathleen Wynn. so happy new year fuckos we hope you enjoy the rest of your 2018 throughout the hollows and lows uh, hollows and lows whoa whoa <laughs> this is not harry potter oh, oh wow uh let us know if you actually have that same resolution you know especially (laughs) Especially eat less olive pits i would love to know what you were doing before that (laughs) yeah honestly that's pretty freaking weird yeah (laughs) uh we will see you next week all right bye guys bye